the fees associated with tech class action lawsuits, and USB-C versus Lightning. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by ZocDoc. Find doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Download the free ZocDoc app at ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is the second in a three-part Mac Voices Live conversation. This time, we tackle a discussion of the legal fees in tech class action lawsuits, uh, one in particular where the judge seems to agree that maybe those fees were a little bit exorbitant. Then we start a discussion of USB-C versus Lightning. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Um, but The bigger know, issue it, right now is that Chuck's trying to change the subject and we're not letting him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I, I mean, again, I, I, I think we've, we've beat it to death. And now we're just into, well, it could be a wink, a nod, you know, um, I, it just let's, let's well, wait till I, we get I, there. I, what I'm saying is that has nothing to do with this past key thing. That's all. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. But let's let's wait till we get there, you know, and see a little more. Um, yeah, because I want to get the rest of the panel in here. Um, so I want to throw a story in there. Just this is just for me. OK, this is just mine. Um, and that you is. You go, Chuck. Yeah. Go, Chuck. And this won't surprise anybody that I wanted to mention this. And that is um, Judge Gonzalez questioning the <laughs> the $27 million attorney's fee on a $100 million award uh, between Apple and developers. I mean, go Judge Gonzalez, Rogers. You know, this just is, th- this points, this is exactly what is what the problem is. With class action suits, twenty-seven million dollars out of a hundred hundred million. I'm That's open for gig if you it can is get less it. than thirty percent. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty routine for it's terrible, but I you know yeah, but it, doesn't doesn't seem to have anything to do with Apple. Well, it's well, it's coming out of Apple's pocket one way or another. Well, but, you know, but, the but that money that 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 money is going to come out of Apple's pocket either way. It's just a question of. How much do the lawyers get, and how much do the developers get? But in Apple, fact, Apple I would argue paid. it's coming out of the developers' pocket more than Apple's. Well, you could you could argue that. You know, I I don't disagree. I guess what what gets me is you know that there there should, I mean, I I understand this is an agreed upon fee, okay, between the developers and their attorneys. But at some point, this just encourages. You know, th- there should be a limit as to what the what the attorneys can make on something like this, because twenty seven. You're right, Brittany. That is less than a third. Um, in fact, it's well, it's a little little more than twenty percent. About twenty five percent. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It just I, I thought it was I thought it was great to see that somebody <laughs> might be might be trying to rein some of this stuff in, because the I just got another class action notice today. You know, I could be part of something. Um, that just, you know, but David, as, as I recall, you had sent me a text that um, you were actually part of a class action suit with Facebook and you actually got some money back, didn't you? I did. Yeah, that was that uh, because the state of Illinois has laws about biometrics and, and facial recognition and uh, and Facebook uh, uh, did not uh, follow the law here 
So uh, not only did I get three hundred and ninety-seven dollar check from from oh. the lawyers, uh, my my wife as well got three hundred ninety-seven dollars, as well as many of my other uh, family members. So anybody who's on Facebook, so you know, it, there is that. That was probably the biggest lawsuit of of, 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 of a case I've ever been a part of, and not even remember even uh, uh, opting in. So, uh, but yeah, it's it. It's crazy, but I can't imagine what the lawyers were making off of what uh, that settlement was, and that was a big settlement just for just Illinois alone. Yeah, but that's was going to be the next question I ask: if you got any disclosure of any kind about what what mm-hmm. the attorneys' fees were. No, I mean, uh, I actually didn't even remember too. It was directly deposited into my checking account. I didn't even think, you know, all of a sudden I'm looking at my bank account and why where, where did this money come from? And then I look Facebook. Oh, okay. This and is then why. I Google it. This is why lawyers bank as much as they do, because look how happy yeah. Dave is on the three hundred something dollars. Um, because I mean, I'm, I'm okay. I would be too. No, right? Like everybody would be, and that's why it is what it is. Because lawyers, you know, if if you're getting if you're part of a class action suit and you're getting something that you didn't think you were going to get at some point, yeah. you never think you were you know, going to. Then you know, two cents. You know, not just, you know, we've got two dollars, three dollars here, there, five dollars yeah. here, and there. Fifteen dollars money that you wouldn't have got. Either way, so you know the lawyers are like you know we'll take most of it and I mean, they'll be happy with what we give them, and we in, are. In that case with Facebook, that that was a pretty bad thing they did because that is a law on the books in in Illinois that you have to. There's no disclosure about biometrics and without the person's was, permission. Wasn't no um, wrong with the Apple uh, with iPhones and. But it was a small. It was a, it was small enough of a class action suit that it was people were getting barely anything. And recovery from right that. but i do you remember like a couple of years ago like you had a form you could fill out i remember like yeah it was one device and i had so many that i kept doing them yeah we yeah we kept doing it and you nothing still remember anything I, yeah couldn't remember nothing happened i didn't i i never got money i don't I mean, know I don't again know. i don't i don't i told you i don't i don't even remember doing it honestly i must have done it remember. because they had my bank account because they directly deposited my check and, yeah, we got know, a, and, and the wife got an actual paper check so when with you, the iphone thing i remember i was talking about it too and i think we all did it a couple of years ago we started putting our uh numbers in some website on some lawyer's website mm-hmm. and um after like you know they said something would happen and this was like three years ago so i don't know so if you want easy access to David's bank account, just tell him he's part of a class action suit and he'll give you his number. <laughs> I, I'm crafting the email even as we speak. Nice. I, I'll give you my bank uh, wait, account numbers if you wait put for some it to money go in my it. spam in my spam filter. Yes. Story of my life. Just look for the word pants. <laughs> Jeff, am, am I out of line with with my feeling on this? I mean, does this no. just seem you're not out of out line of to line. you? Okay. Um I I, I think it's uh um, I don't want to say criminal because it's it's like technically not criminal, but it feels criminal that uh, attorneys are making so much money off of these class action lawsuits. Mm-hmm. What really bothers me is that in many cases, these class action lawsuits are crafted completely by yeah. the attorneys, and then they go out hunting for yeah. people to uh, to bring in, you know, to to be the victims in in this uh or the plaintiffs in the in these cases and uh and and their cases that that in at least some situations wouldn't actually become um you know class action lawsuits save for the fact that the attorneys are setting this up so that it will be 
and then they get the big cash payout. And uh, and uh, as I'm saying this, what it comes down to, I'm realizing, is that it leaves a very bad taste in my mouth looking at at uh, at class action lawsuits like this as a business model for attorneys and not a tool that uh, that's being presented first as something to help pr- uh, protect consumers. Well, it's ambulance chasers for I was the internet. Ambulance chasing is what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, and that's a distasteful practice too. Yeah, yeah, and, and like in Dave, like in Dave's case with the Facebook, do you think? It was a frivolous lawsuit that they came and no. did. They broke the law. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean that. I think that's a that's an interesting dis- distinguishing point, Dave. That you know th- there was a law in the books. I mean, was, from what you've t- said about it, it sounds like he's in bad taste anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was absolutely a broken law. That's a lot different than what we're seeing in, in these the Gonzalez cases. Yeah. yeah some, of, some of these are we have decided this company has broken this particular law or found a way around it or whatever. And now we're going to go find a bunch of people who were affected by that yeah. and see right. if we can oh, get some money for that. Kind of lawsuit. The, the judge agreed that Apple did the wrong thing. So Facebook. it's just a question of how the how how it should be divvied up. I think I think your Chuck's point was is the fact of the matter that these the lawyers are making twenty seven million dollars on this lawsuit, and I just think that I believe I agree with you. I think it's a little little high. I mean, it's I understand they put I'm just a little. I'm 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 being nice. It, it's it's very high. I mean, well, that's it's a that's a big percent, and I don't know how many lawyers were were a part of this. Um, it's like a le- it's like a legal fishing scam. Yeah. So. Well, and Jeff Jeff said it well. You know that if. If there is a situation that someone starts a lawsuit and then people join in, that has to be judged kind of separately. But right. when when the thing just gets crafted, and you can almost see what happened here, that you know whether actually somebody started this lawsuit or not, emails got sent out and said, you know, hey, you don't get paid if we don't get paid, we'll take X number of percentage. And somebody said, eh, why not? And you know that's that's the part that bothers. That's how me. most of them are. That's how most of the lawsuits. Yeah. That's most of the lawyers. That's how they work. I mean, yeah. basically they they don't take a they don't take up from fees if it's a big enough case, and Apple is always a big enough case. They're gonna work pro pro bono. They're gonna take it uh, and hope to get the money out of it. Well, yeah. it's not pro bono, but you know they are taking on the risk, and they're sure. putting you know the investment. They're they're paying for researchers and. Uh, you know, and I'm 27 million. That's I number. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a fan, but I'm not sure what the alternative is. Um, you know, that's the way that's the way that system is set up. This kind of case happens all the time, constantly. Um, and there's a lot of cases where there would be no lawsuit at all if the system was not arranged this way. Right. Because. And people wouldn't feel the they wouldn't bother with a lot of these cases. Lawyers wouldn't bother in some cases if the payout right. wasn't good. And what and, we don't and, know in this is we don't know how many developers were part of this class. You know, was it was it 50 or was it 10,000? So yeah. um uh Webb in the chat room says, I don't want to go on a rant here. Um, but class action lawsuits are designed for the attorneys and not the victims. Bingo. 
And you know, well, that's a little harsh, I think. I mean, you know, uh, I, there, there are some cases where they're beneficial, and there are many cases where they're egregious. But let's not make absolutes. No, yeah, website and, is not a know, pro bono, but on contingent, yeah. Apple, you know, Apple has had to having to change their policies because of this case. So I think you know anybody if you like the changes that were made. Um, and it looks like Mike's leaving. Bye, Mike. No, I don't. Is it, no, no that's me. I'm leaving. Jeff. Jeff has to leave. Oh, yeah. Jeff's leaving. But we look oh. alike, so I get why. Well, so I, I just saw Mike. <laughs> I, Bye, I, I saw Mike. I saw Mike waving. So I thought. He yeah, he was leaving. waving to me. Bye, everyone. Bye, Jeff. Hey, hey Jeff. Jeff, Bye, before Jeff. you go, just just give us a quick rundown of where folks can find you, because I don't want them to miss any of your oh. wisdom. But well, right here on Tuesdays. Um, on Thursdays on the uh, big show and on In Touch with iOS, Fridays on the Mac show, and uh, also on the Context Machine with Brian Chaffin, uh, Jake Gamut on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. And there you go. How's that for a fast rundown? That's a good rundown. Thanks so much, Jeff. Take care. See see everyone later. Good night. Okay, but I have a question for Jim. You know, apart from the lawyer settlement, what do you think about the underlying case? Um, I'm not sure I know enough to to, to comment. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not a fan of Apple's Dev Store policies in general. So. It's just. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure this is the solution, but there's, you know, I, I, I know at one, you know, I think this got, that part got struck down, but I, I know like a lot of developers when, when this case was first, before the part of it was struck on appeal, that developers were like getting real excited that they thought that, you know, they were going to be able to sell outside of this, you know, to distribute iOS apps out of the store. They thought this was going to force that. And a lot of developer podcasts and stuff I listened to were like, ooh, yippee. And I was kind of like, I don't think this is going to survive. And it didn't. But um, I, you know, I, I do think a lot of developers are, you know, would be on the side of the, the developers on this case. Oh, I'm sure. I don't think there's any question about and, and, that. And I would assume, you know, on your question, Chuck, of, you know, how large is the class? Usually in this sort of thing, at this point, I think they have to go out and find as many of those people as they can. You know, like you ever get a postcard, like you may be entitled because we already won and now we're supposed to find you and give you money. Uh, you know, that that's a pretty common thing. Oh, yeah. And Apple now claims there's 34 million developers and i'm a little skeptical of that number as far as real developers maybe there's 34 million people paying apple 100 dollars a year but i don't think there's really 34 million people actually writing apps but um you know maybe these lawyers are supposed to go out and advertise and whatnot and try and track down all the developers that might have been impacted by this that's the kind of thing I'd well, like typically, to see. Oh, sorry, Mark. Go ahead. I was going to say typically suits you know have uh, specific time frames. So it's not all developers now in 
probably right. 20. It's a relevant time frame around when the suit was filed, the class action. Yeah, you know, when I've gotten stuff like that, it'll be like, you know, contact us if you use this service between, you know, June 2018 and March 2021 or something like that, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, one thing. Speaking of which, I go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah. No, go ahead. Speaking of which, you you all may be aware there's been this. uh, What is it? A DVD drive uh, class action lawsuit. Uh, Maybe you've participated in them. I looked at it, and because during the time period, um, I had purchased (laughs) an obscene number of computers. I had over a dozen. I had like fourteen or fifteen. Uh, machines that had uh, DV drives in them, and you know everything you know from the law firm was really up and positive. Finally, you got final settlement, and you know got an information uh, earlier this you know th- this week, you know to redeem it into uh, you know an Amazon cash card or other cards. You know, grand total was about you know twelve dollars and thirty five cents. You know, not even enough for a good lunch. You know, out in uh, Silicon Valley. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by ZocDoc. Find doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Before you book any brunch, you pour over lists and lists of reviews. So why not do the same thing when you're booking a doctor's appointment? With ZocDoc, you can see real, verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is just as, if not more important, than finding the right plate of Eggs Benedict. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun. Whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. Find and review local doctors. Read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. Now, when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash MacVoices. ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices. Thanks to ZocDoc for supporting this week's Mac Voices. And I think that just really that's hits about 25 the nail. million. That hits the nail on the head, Mark. You know, that's the yeah. part that, you know, it, I mean, David got a, I think it's fair to say that's a material amount of money, you know, but the number of times that I've been involved in anything, and that's why I stopped just answering those because, you know, $5.25, you know, $10.12. Well, it, it really was not worth my time to even look the stamp to send right. back if if that's what it took. And that's that's where I, I have an objection. I'd love to see some of the news sites really dig into this and do some follow-up, um, you know, about, okay, so how many class members were there and how much did they get and how much was actually distributed and what did the attorneys pocket? You know, because my understanding yeah. with most of the class actions I've been involved with is, okay, they awarded, what, 100, $110 million dollars. Um, and so, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to get split up evenly among all the class members. It, you know, they're going to go out and see how many they can get, but sometimes there's a cap put on how much can be distributed. 
So I'd, I'd love, I would really like to know, you know, what at the end of the day, what the developer who was part of this class got versus what the attorneys got, because well, I, I got to believe the attorneys are pocketing that 27 and then they're going out and, you know, doing what they can to distribute the rest. Well, the numbers are obviously in favor of the attorneys because there's maybe maybe a dozen, two dozen, you know, I doubt two dozen, but, you know, versus tens of thousands of developers. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously uh, you know, very much biased. Uh, yeah. You know, actually, you know, for anyone who wants to see things, you know, just uh, go see the. Uh, uh, I forget whose network produces it, Showtime or I don't know, uh, the season, you know, the Better Call Saul, because they have a class action lawsuit called Mesa Verde, which is uh, kind of integral to the plot over its multiple seasons. Uh, and again, you see the similar machinations of you know, all the greed and everything driving it really up, and then all the things that sort of drive it down, and then the bickerings between attorneys and um it would do a much better job, I think, than you know, some blog site that will come out with uh, juicy clickbait-worthy headlines about how much these uh, greedy attorneys, you know, how many greedy attorneys actually split the uh, $27 million. Yeah. And I shouldn't say greedy, but that's a value judgment, but I should just talk about the number. It's probably way fewer than, you know, <laughs> it's probably way fewer than the panelists we have here on a busy night. Essentially, this is sort of an odd system for privatizing enforcement of laws. Um, you know, I, I think ideally it would be better if, you know, district attorneys or something, you know, if Apple breaks a law, then somebody should go after them. But we've decided that we have this system where lawyers can, you know, I mean, in some cases, like, look at that. Um, what was that, that, that woman they made a movie about that uh, Julia Roberts played? And that was class action lawsuit that, you know, went after a company that was polluting. Oh, and Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. And, you know, they got that stopped. So, you know, regardless of who got what money, I think that was a public good that, you know, that was eventually stopped. But it's sort of a weird system that we have in our country where this is done by for profit by 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 private individuals but that's you know that's the law here so um yeah that's the way it is well that may segue into one of the other topics do you really want the government trying to mess around you know arbitrating what should or should not be done uh do you think uh ultimately yeah it is it may your point is uh acknowledged jim that this is sort of uh you know private way of satellite settling on a you know on a public uh law dispute issue the question is ultimately what is going to be more efficient uh you know the powers of the government or the powers of individuals you know fighting it out in a courtroom but are the individuals fighting it out i mean you're getting one or two individuals and they're make trying to get this giant freaking crowd and they're basically lining their pockets. I mean, look, look at um, what uh, Dave was just talking about. Um, what do you get? Did you say three hundred seventy-four? Are you talking Facebook? Yeah. And the attorneys ended up with twenty-seven million. Well, we and like someone has said, sure, it's Frank. not that okay. Well, yeah, we know but, but that they didn't walk away with about. 
20,000 bucks. Right. But they could have walked off with zero. It's, that's the whole point is, you know, it's typically they're taking on contingency and contingencies are maybe anywhere from 25% on the low side to 40, maybe approaching 50% on the high side. So in that regard, everyone's interest is bound together. And the fact that there may be tens of thousands of class members per attorney, that's just the way the math works out. And um, ultimately, people have the decision, you know, like Chuck was saying, you get something, oh, this is not worth my time. It's going to take too long to figure, to go and get the data to figure out if I even qualify, I'm not going to do it. You know, but many people do. And that's just, you know, like it or not, that's sort of the way the uh, system works. Yeah, but it's, well, it's kind of the, the part that bothers me though is it, it's an incentive for the attorneys to build the class. I agree. I, mean, if, I think if, that's that. I think that's the wrong part here, and in, in so yeah. many other class actions, is it's sort of a you know a, you know a, it's it's a full employment and a str- strike it rich you know for attorneys. Uh, yeah, but, but if there's a, no case, then it doesn't matter how big their class is. No, but unfortunately, there's a tendency right now that if if you're going after a big business, there's a presumption that big business is bad, that big business has done something, has wronged the little guy. And, you know, that just not sure I buy that completely. I'd like Um, to point out. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Frank. I'd like to point out uh, there there was a a giant. Now, there may be several of them. Giant class action suits for hernia for the mesh that they used to put over it. And it failed in a lot of people. Now, to say that the lawyers are trying to help, I call bull on that because I watch my TV at night and they're putting on commercials here in Philly for like three or four different things saying, hey, we get you the money you deserve that you are owed. Did you get this done between this year and that year? Well, you deserve money. And we can get it for you. And it's like it's gotten so commercially crass. It's like I can't, I can't swallow it anymore. I don't believe well, they, it. They, awesome. they, they may have been, re- they have been couldn't advertise. They, they may have been required to advertise. That sounds like a case that was already settled, and the judge said, "Now you go find oh, everyone." No, no, no. no there's, 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 there's uh, two or three specific subjects that there's these law firms down here in Philly, at least they specialize on just one specific thing. And that's all they hammer. And they'll do like six different variations of that commercial, but it's always hammering the same lawsuit and then, or another one like it. And they're just constantly hammering. Okay. So what is there? What do they want from you? You know, if you call them, how do they benefit? They're they're trying to just suck you. It's like a phishing scam. But but suck you in and get what? They're not going to take money from you. Yeah. You know, some of it, some of it also money to join a class. Again, part of these is there's battles between different law firms on who gets the most uh, class members. So we become cancel and gets, you know, the highest position on the gravy train. So, right. Uh, I mean, that's so, yeah, I mean, I, this is sort of the maybe unsavory you know, act of you know, inducing people who have not been harmed at all, but they happen to you know, be the member of the class. So they, you know, they, they join in. You know, another thing, there was a law firm, uh, I believe it was in San Diego, 
maybe Orange County, but I think San Diego, that was well known for going after, you know, every time a you know, company would have an earnings surprise and their stock would gap down and you know, have tremendous you know, downward uh, motion, you know, they would immediately go out and you know, hunt for a number of people and come out, you know, alleging fraud and, uh, you know, bad intent and lack of, uh, you know, proper shareholder communications. And again, it's just it's just a racket. You know, another racket a, apparently you know, some judge is is going for it and ruling in the favor of a case like that. And to yeah. me, it seems like that's the problem. Um, this shouldn't matter if you have a million people. If it's a case, judge should throw it out. But apparently some judge is saying, oh, yeah, they are damaged. And I think, wasn't this a bench trial, this Apple thing? Yeah, I believe, yeah. Just, well, just to the judge, Yvonne, Yvonne Rodriguez. Yeah, so, you know, the, the, the yeah. judge has already said, yeah, these developers were wronged by Apple. So, you know, I don't think it, you know, it's not a question of, you know, something's made up they had to get a judge to go along with it yeah um let's let's move it along guys because i i'm getting emails or notes in the chat room and i agree you know easier we're, we're, turn, we're, we're turning this into a and we're, we're doing it again you can tell we feel passionately about this um and i thought this was going to be a 10-minute discussion funny me <laughs> welcome to the people's court yeah um I, i'm not sure how any of us Mike, actually feel about it yeah my, <laughs> mike i <laughs> want to get you in here because you've been quiet all night um, I just posted a link into the ch chat rooms about uh, that our friend Andrew Orr wrote um, about the Lightning versus USB pros and cons, and the the EU trying to legislate this. Like Mark said, there was going to be a segue about ten minutes ago. Um, <laughs> you know this this idea that they may be trying to push it, um, Apple to put USB C on the iPhones. You have any thoughts on this? Uh USB-C is tricky. Uh, one of the more popular articles that I wrote for the suite setup was on how I ran two displays from my M1 Mac Mini because the M1 can only support one external display, but I had an adapter which could go from USB-C. I got the LG 4Ks and uh, you could have USB power go to the dongle and then the dongle would convert USB-C to HDMI and then you could do two monitors. However, after I published that article, I have like the first revision of these monitors. Apparently the USB-C spec got upgraded and it no longer worked with the dongle. <laughs> so the manufacturer actually was like, yeah, we're not actually happy about <laughs> that article that you wrote because there's nothing we can do about it, but it doesn't work with uh, this other spec. And uh, I, I think that USB-C, there's like a million different versions of it and you can't tell which one is which. Yeah. And that is a problem. Is uh, a problem. I would rather have lightning because I know exactly what lightning is. I know exactly which devices that will work with. With USB-C, you really have no idea. Uh, even the, the <laughs> webcam I was talking to you guys about before we, we hit record, that's USB-C, but it's a certain type of USB-C and you gotta plug it into the right port and you gotta use the right cable. And uh, if you plug it directly into the MacBook Pro, no problem. If you plug it into a travel dock, it's not going to work. <laughs> and, and the average person isn't going to know enough to figure out why. Uh, they just, you know, well, it fits. And uh, I have a hole here and a hole here and a cable that fits them. Like, this should this should, uh, this should, should work. And it's it's not that simple. I think they, they need to land on a, a single standard for for USB-C in terms of the spec, and it's got to be widely ad adopted. 
yeah, before having USB-C on anything Apple related is, is a benefit, unfortunately. Like I think USB-C. they need to get the Thunderbolt chocolate out of the USB-C peanut butter <laughs> and everything will be better. You, you took right out of my mouth. I was just going to hit that. The I, Thunderbolt is confusion. That's yeah, it. The primary advantage to USB-C over USB-A, the regular rectangles we've all come to know and invariably try to plug in incorrectly and turn over and try again, is that whichever way you put it in, it's the right way. And that's the one thing USB-C has going for it at this point that's good. Um, it's the one thing Lightning has going for it that was one of the huge advantages of of moving from 30 pin to lightning was a 30 pin cable can only go in the one direction, just like USB-A and a lightning cable, as long as you line up the port and the plug, you're solid. If you do it this way, you do it this way, immaterial. It all, as long as you can get it connected because you don't have too much lint in your lightning port, and that is not a euphemism, then you're fine. (laughs) So that was the thing, that's the only thing I had going for it. But like, is this a Thunderbolt cable? Nobody knows. Maybe. Is this Maybe. a USB-C no. cable? Is it power only? Was that called on-the-go cable that will yeah. only charge, that will connect no data? So if you're trying to do something locally, you know, if you try to use it to connect a hard drive, you're out of luck. Right. Like all of those cables look exactly the same. And that's like the larger problem is a USB-C problem that needs sorted out. It's not, do we want USB-C on an iPhone? Like that piece is a completely separate conversation from right now. Everything to everything around USB-C hardware and Thunderbolt and throughput is a disaster area. And that's people who live and breathe this stuff. Well, even if it was just USB-C and Thunderbolt, yeah, it's a problem that those are the same. They look like the same port. But if yeah. that was the only... Right there. Only got two. That, you got that identifier right there on the cable. Where that you, the, the cable manufacturers and the devices are not are not very good at putting this identifier on a cable. You, then you're you, moving back right, to two ports. It's right. not that. It's not then that simple. Then no, then yeah. Then you then you got more ports again, and then you got MacBooks that need to fight with each other in in development to add those ports. So. The panel is back in the next edition of Mac Voices to wrap up our conversation and debate over USB-C versus Lightning and which way we think this will go, especially with the European Union's recent mandate. That's next time on Mac Voices, and I hope you'll join us. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page And get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices, or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.